Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another session of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Allison Posey. Allison is the sports director for WTXL uh, ABC 27 right here in Tallahassee and uh, is a good friend of the program. Allison, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here on this uh, bright and early morning and uh, happy to talk with you. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm sure uh, just like athletic directors, sports directors are very busy, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we always like to let our listeners learn a little bit about you, so go ahead and share your story. Uh, growing up, uh, your sports background, uh, where you went to school. Uh, yeah, so I was actually born in Tallahassee, so I've kind of come back to my roots, I guess. Uh, my parents went to Florida State. Uh, however, my dad was from Gainesville, so when I was about a year and a half old, we moved to Gainesville. So I always like to tell people I was raised by Florida State fans in Gator country. So <laughs> it was a very odd childhood, a strange childhood. Um, I have vivid memories of my parents watching a Florida, Florida State game cheering for both teams it was it was like I said a very strange childhood but it, but it's kind of cool because I did get to to see both and be kind of raised in the shadow of a university which was, which was an awesome childhood went to countless college games growing up um, as myself I'm an athlete I played basketball and softball all throughout my youth I was a point guard I'm short I'm five five on a good day um, softball was my main sport, though. It's my passion. Uh, I played in college. I played two years at St. John's River Community College, second base. Uh, when I was in community college, I had always wanted to be a journalist. Um, I was on the fifth grade morning announcements. Ever since then, I was hooked to TV. I loved it. I did it in middle school. Um, we didn't have a high school show, but I watched 2020 every Friday night. Barbara Walters, my idol. I love that woman. Um, I originally was very interested in investigative journalism. That's kind of what I wanted to do. I, when I got to college, though, my, I had a long conversation with my softball coach, and she said, why don't you go into sports broadcasting? She's like, you are an athlete, you can relate to athletes, and you watch sport. Why don't you get paid to do something that you do already? And it was like this light bulb went off. So I ended up going to the University of Florida. I came back home. I 
They have a great journalism program, got as involved as I could. I did a lot of radio. I interned with a local ABC affiliate in Gainesville, um, just kind of dove right in. I learned so much there at school. And then after graduation, I mean, this job market is tough. It took me probably about six months to find a job. I applied, oh my goodness, I went to over 60 stations out of college, finally got a call back. I ended up in Panama City, loved it. I intended to be there only two years, stayed four and a half, and then I got this job here in Tallahassee. And I've been here five years now, and I, I love it. I Honestly, as cliche as it is, I get to wake up and live a dream every day. So I get to wake up and do something I love, and I, I just love it. I'm, I'm honored and blessed to do something that, that I've wanted to do since I was a little kid, which is awesome. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> As you were um, uh, transitioning from your station in Panama City to Tallahassee and you arrive and you're back in your hometown, what were some of the first things that you did uh, and, and include maybe your assessment of the, the state of you know, sports coverage in the, the Big Bend area when you arrived? Um, when I arrived, um, I really wanted – being a high school athlete, I remember playing sports and nobody being there, especially being a female athlete. Um, you know, people always go to football games on Friday nights. Basketball always got a lot, got, got a lot of love. But as a female athlete, I think I can recall maybe two or three softball games that the local media showed up for. And it was heartbreaking because we, I mean, we were good. And um, when I got into this business, I wanted to make sure that those high school kids, youth athletics, got the attention they deserved. Um, again, because I remember working my tail off and not seeing not seeing those games on TV. So when I got to Tallahassee, Florida State's always the baby. They're always going to be the baby. You know, FAMU, we have Valdosta State, we cover Tallahassee Community College. But Tallahassee is not that big of a city. Big Bend, the Big Bend is not huge that local high school coverage needs to be there. And we have a ton of great athletes within North Florida. We also cover South Georgia as well. Those athletes deserve it. So when I got here, that was kind of my mission, was to bring high school athletics to the forefront. And I remember the first couple volleyball games I went to, people are like, why are you here? <laughs> it's like, they deserve this. This needs to be on the forefront of coverage. So since I've been here, I think that's kind of been our mission statement is to bring high school athletics back to prominence here in the area. And I think we've done a great job of it. We can always do better. Um, but telling the stories and going to the games and showcasing how hard these athletes work, that was my mission. And um, five years in, I think it's better than when I got here. But again, we have a long way to go. Oh, I don't think there's any question that you've done a fantastic job, and I can attest to that firsthand, you know, the way you cover our student-athletes at McClay and all the schools uh, in you. the Big Band. Uh, no, it's just, uh, you know, when, when you show up, uh, you know, it's not a surprise. Uh, you know, we, we <laughs> anticipate that, you, that you're coming. And in addition to those events you mentioned, you've done a great job, not just for McClay, but for uh, all the schools in covering the signing ceremonies as uh, these students go out to the next level. Let's go and talk about that a little bit. Um, COVID certainly has impacted all of us. Uh, how has your job changed with COVID? And, and maybe what are some positive things that, that might have come out of this? 
I, COVID has completely changed around my life as I know it. I mean, obviously, not a ton of sports coverage going on. There is now because people are starting to practice again. But I have been in, this is my home office. I have stared at these four walls every day <laughs> since early March. So the last four months, I haven't been live on television in four months. Um, I haven't been back to the station, inside the station in four months. Um, everything I do is pre-recorded. Um, my day typically when things are normal, I guess, starts around one o'clock, one thirty. Um, and then I normally don't get home until like 1 a.m. Because we have an 11 o'clock show that's live. We get off the air at 11.30. You know, I have to iron things out, get ready for the next day. I normally don't get home till about 12.30, 1 o'clock. Um, now I am up, ready to go, 9 a.m. every day, which normally I am dead to the world <laughs> at 9 a.m. Um, but, you know, everybody's practicing in the morning now. So my day, again, has shifted. I eat meals at normal times, which never happened before. Um, but yeah, it's been, I've done more Zoom calls than I ever wish to do again. You know, you mentioned signings. We've done signings on Zoom. It's been very interesting. And I think for me, one thing it's, it's given me the ability to do, one, just value my family time a little bit more. You know, I've been home. I've been able to, to be with my family and the dogs are loving it. We get to take them on walks every night. They love it. Um, but it's also given me the ability just to storytell more. You know, this time of year in the spring when all this started, we're about to get into kind of regional play for college and you know, district tournaments and, and regional and state for high school. And that didn't happen this year. So the wheels had to start turning. You know, how am I going to continue the sports coverage? So we started telling stories that, that we normally don't get to tell, you know, got to tell kind of some of those creative type stories. Um, again, just, just being as creative as possible and kind of finding the, those human interest stories that we normally don't get to do again this time of year because we are so busy with playoffs. So that was kind of neat. I, I did get to tell some creative things, um, which was different. I would much rather be on, you know, a, a diamond somewhere covering, you know, super regional play, but it didn't happen, but we made the best of it. And, and again, I like what we were able to do. We've done um, senior spotlight stories where we've been able to tell the stories of seniors who didn't get to finish their season, which again, much rather would have had them finish their seasons, but they didn't. And I'm glad we've been able to kind of tell their story and show people, this is a great athlete. This is a great kid. Unfortunately, things didn't end the way they would have liked, but they're making the best of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I mean, no question. It's been a huge change. Um, and again, um, you know, working with you, I, I think this spring, my Twitter, uh, uh, awareness went from uh, maybe point one to um, some days <laughs> off the charts. I think I was tagging you with just about everything with our seniors and, and all that. Um, you uh, mentioned early the influence of a couple of people, you know, coaches, et cetera. Um, for athletic directors, we always talk about leadership, uh, mentorship. Uh, who have been, you know, some of the really key mentors for you, um, even as a student athlete, uh, as well as in your profession? Um, my parents, uh, obviously one, I think when, when you tell your parents that you want to be on TV and make a career out of it, it's tough. It's not easy, you know, especially to being a female and wanting to get into athletics. It's, it's tough. I mean, you have to have thick skin. You have to understand that sometimes you're going to be an outsider and people aren't going to like it. And 
it's 2020, it shouldn't be an issue, but unfortunately for some people it still is. Um, but my parents have always had my back. Um, they've never, even growing up, I was always the only girl on the t-ball team. Um, you know, my dad made me tough at a young age. <laughs> he was always my coach. Uh, he loves to tell a story where I was playing second base, ball bounced up, hit me in the lip. And uh, I, I went to the dugout, I was crying a little bit and I, and I stopped and he looked at me an inning later and he said, do you want to go back in? And I said, of course I want to go back in. He said, well, go tell that boy to get out of your position and don't ever let him take it again. And I've kind of had that mantra my whole life. You know, don't, if you want something, go after it and don't let people take it from you. Um, and that's always how I've been. I've always been tough. I've always had thick skin. And that's, that's a credit to my parents. They've always encouraged me, always given me that extra push. If I needed to, to vent, they've always been there to answer the phone. God bless them. <laughs> uh, but coaches, countless coaches, travel ball coaches, um, mentors at the University of Florida. Um, Steve Russell is a big mentor of mine. Uh, he does radio it at Florida, has called games there forever. Um, if I need anything, every time I stop in Gainesville, I go and see him. And he's always had my back as well. And I think that's one thing about just being in sports and really any career. You have to have those people that motivate you and, and that, that want to see you succeed. Because this business, is it's not for the faint of heart. And if you have those people that, that push you and want you to succeed, it makes it easier for you too. So, you know, anybody and friends in this business, you know, we always lean on each other. Um, I, I think. And you can probably relate to this as an athletic director. Unless you're in this business, you don't understand how crazy and how weird it can be. So having those 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 colleagues is super important um, that you can talk to and that they understand that you know if you can't eat dinner till 9:30, 10 o'clock at night, or you can't give them a call till midnight, they get it because they're in this business too. So I think that's extra important as well. Oh, absolutely. We always ask our athletic directors. How has their job changed since they have first got into it? You know, you've been, uh, you know, out of college now for a while, but, you know, how has the job uh, changed or maybe not changed uh, from your perceptions, you know, coming out of school? Um, and, and maybe where do you see it going? It has changed so much. I graduated from the University of Florida in 2010. And my first job, um, I remember on Friday nights for Friday night football, we had to call the high school football coaches for final scores. Or you, we gave away, it was like a gift card for parents that would call in and we put their names in a hat at the end and draw it to give that kind of incentive, call in those game scores. You pick up your phone now and, and you get on Twitter. I don't think I've had to call a high school coach for a score and I, I don't know how long it's all online or you know max preps is a great tool um it's unbelievable how much we rely on technology now and that's changed again within the last 10 years that's changed um i think too this business has changed just from a tv standpoint um when i first got into it it was very highlight heavy you know you want to show all the highlights and go to all the games and now what a lot of people are looking for is to tell those human interest stories what our goal is we want to capture my dogs are this is working from home this is this is real life working from home i don't know if you can hear my dogs um yeah, what you want to what we want to do now though is capture the attention of the non-sports fan so when somebody watches the TV 
and they might not know a lick about football, but if you can tell the human interest side of the game or highlight an athlete who's maybe been through a lot, that captures everybody's attention. And I think that's really evolved since I've been in this business. Um, Again, when I first got in, we told those stories, but now that's very heavily emphasized. So that's kind of been a change for me a little bit. Um, I do like telling those stories, which is good for me, uh, but that's definitely been a change. It's, it's kind of really reaching out to the non-sports fan and not being so highlight heavy, but having the ability to, to share those stories and capture a really broad audience. You know, this spring, you know, COVID has obviously had an impact. We've also seen just uh, an increased um, at a hyper level awareness of social issues and, and social challenges. You've certainly, you know, been um, uh, around our, uh, our area, both high school and college related and beyond, you know, into Georgia. Uh, from your perspective as a journalist, as a, a sports person, what are some things that we can do, and again, we meaning, you know, athletic directors, to do a better job uh, with our kids, our coaches, our parents with regards to social issue awareness? Um, I think listening from what I've talked to, I've done a lot of stories with um, some athletic directors, some coaches in the area. Um, when George Floyd was murdered by the police, you know, I guess it's been a month now, um, I reached out to several uh, influential people in this community. Um, one of them was Willie Farrell, whose brother Jonathan was killed back in 2013 by police in Charlotte. And one of the things that he told me was, listen, um, invite people in, be engaged in your community. Um, especially being a, a white female, I don't get it. I'm never going to get it. So I think really listening to people that go through these struggles every day, opening up your eyes and your ears, and, and again, just listening. And it sounds so simple, but I think it's something that a lot of us don't, do, we don't do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I had a really good conversation with Florida State head women's basketball coach, Sue Simrau, who is a white coach in a predominantly African-American sport. And she said one thing that she's done is just talking to her athletes and saying, how do you feel? What can I do to be better? What can we do to be better? So I think really just, just talking to people and, and connecting. And again, you might be on a team and we've had workshops at, at work. You know, we're a team at work, but really listening to those employees. Cause a lot of times until you hear somebody talk about things, you don't understand their day-to-day -day struggles. And I think that's applicable in all of life, be it at work, on a team, um, and just your day-to-day -day activities. So I think really kind of listening, um, workshops are good. We've done a lot of workshops um, at work. Coaches that I've talked to have said they've done different workshops to kind of educate themselves. So I think anything like that, as long as we're listening to each other and wanting to grow together, that's the biggest thing. Okay. I appreciate you sharing that. Let's go and... Um Shift gears a little bit. Uh, obviously, you know, you speak with a passion for your job. Um, what are some of the very best things that uh, 
that gets you, that you get to do that, uh, you know, you already alluded to it, that somebody else is paying you to do? <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, where do I start? I, uh, I think the most rewarding part of our job is just the people we get to meet. Um, you know, I've been on the field at national championship games, conference championship games. You know, I got to go to Omaha last year for the College World Series. And that stuff is awesome. And it's stuff I'm going to remember forever. But it's the stories that I get to tell and the people, the inspiring people I get to meet, I think that will always stick with me. One of the stories that I've done um, that has kind of changed my way of thinking, and, and you remember this because you were here in Tallahassee, um, Florida high football player Cam Brown, when he had cancer, um, really changed my outlook on things. Um, you know, about to go play Division One football, diagnosed with cancer, had a leg amputated, was in the weight room two, three days after that leg amputation, and I'm sitting there looking at him. True story, I'm in the weight room with him, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, how are you so positive? And he's like, why wouldn't I be? I'm alive, I'm here, and I'm just like, what, what are my, you know, why, why do I worry about things that I worry about? And it's stories like that, that, that we get to tell, and that I might not otherwise have a chance to meet these people. Those are the things that I'm going to remember. You know, hopefully I'm in this business for a lot longer, <laughs> but when it's all said and done, I'll remember the games fondly and I remember all the cool things I get to do, but it's the people that I've met and the people that haven't had an impact on my life that I'm going to take away. Um, those are the coolest things. I mean, all the, the great kids we get to meet. And again, you guys, uh, you know, I've told a couple stories at McClay. You had a seventh grader that was calling every game for you. What was I doing in seventh grade? Not that, you know, that, those are the, again, those are the stories that, that I'm, that I remember. And those are the, that's the neatest thing I get to do. You know, celebrating state champions is awesome. But when you get to meet those people that can truly have an impact on your life, that's the best part of our job, hands down, hands down. And thank you for uh, doing that story on John Fletcher <laughs> Butler. He'll be He's back awesome. <laughs> this year as an eighth grader, you know, calling on well, Allison, we've, we've almost come to the very end, and we always like to wrap things up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Um, you know, you're a, a former high school, college athlete. Your life certainly revolves around sports at the high school and collegiate level. I'm going to ask you to create a toolbox to give to a brand new athletic director in the Big Ben, but you can only put three things in it. You know, what three things are you going to put in that athletic director's toolbox so that they can do not just a good job for their school, but a good job for you. Communication is the first one. Um, I always tell people, if you don't tell me about it, I don't know about it. I would love to be a mind reader. That would make my life a lot easier. <laughs> but until you tell me about a story idea or games you have coming up or something has switched that we don't know about, I'm not going to know about it. Communication is hands down, needs to go at the top of that toolbox. Um, it makes our job easier. Um, and again, it lets us tell your stories better. Um, so definitely communication. Um, I would say organization is another one. Um, 
you don't have to send me a weekly schedule. If you do, that's great. But have an updated website. Um, a lot of times we'll log on, even like a max preps, and it's the schedules aren't accurate, the times aren't accurate. Um, when you guys have websites that are up to date, if you have an athletics website on your school, and there's contact information for coaches, I don't have to harass you as much, um, but that makes our job easier too. So communication, organization, and just being open. Um, I, I think, and that might, that might fall in line with a little bit with communication, but if we have a good relationship, I think it makes it a lot better for everybody else. You know, there's athletic directors that we try to reach that, oh my gosh, I probably have a better chance of winning the lottery. <laughs> but if we have an open line and we're friendly with each other, and I think that's, that's how story ideas blossom, um, that's how friendships form, and we can have a better, again, idea of what's going on at your school if you have that open and direct line of communication with us. So that's, I mean, those are the biggest things. Just be open with us. You know, we're not, I think sometimes people think that the media are only out to tell the bad stories. I don't like telling bad stories. And I think any journalist will agree with me here. We don't like telling bad things. We want to tell the good things. But if you don't tell us about them, we don't know about them. So I think that's the biggest thing is just being open and honest and bad things will happen. But if we have a good relationship to begin with, we can work around that um, and try to make things as good as, as possible for everybody. So that's definitely um, just the, the big thing is communication, though. Just be open with us and, and we can work together and we can have a great relationship and everybody benefits. The people that benefits the most, though, are the kids because you guys are in it for the kids and we're in it for the kids. And that's, that's who we're trying to highlight here. Well, I, I can certainly attest to that. Uh, anyone listening to this, if you have a, a story suggestion, don't be shy about it. You know, yes. just uh, email, text uh, Allison uh, and the other members of the media. You know, they, they're looking for content. Yes, so, uh, you know, <laughs> especially give now. Chance, <laughs> give them a chance to come to your school and cover your kids. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Allison Posey, thank you so much. Uh, it, great to see you again, obviously, but uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Um, this uh, uh, will kind of wrap up our interview, but as always, you know, uh, we appreciate your support of high school athletics. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll be back on the field soon. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Okay. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, please uh, Log back in and check out the next edition of the Educational AD. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Educational AD podcast. I want to remind you that the Zoom recording of this interview is also available on YouTube on the Educational AD channel. Thanks again for listening.